On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks get a gutsy win against the Denver Nuggets. How did they make it happen? How has Tim Hardaway Jr. continued to stay hot? And the Dallas Mavericks found a way to win a game when Luka Doncic didn't go nuclear? Break all that down and more on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked on Mavs. I believe you shouldn't be here. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and media channel manager for Locked On Podcast Network. Letting it ride. Oh, it feels good. Oh, it feels good. 13th time to let it ride this season. Dallas Mavericks get the win against the Denver Nuggets. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Give me one reason the Maps won this game. There's a bunch of them. But give me one reason in the comment section below. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks first time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com. Promo code locked on. Let it ride. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> you know that I'm going solo. On the audio side, you may not know yet. <laughs> Isaac Harris is not with me. He had a, a church emergency, like a church something where he couldn't get away. He texted me. The game was about to start, and he goes, I'm at this church thing, and the speaker hasn't even started yet. And if you... If you are part of the church, or at least the Christian church that I grew up in, you know that if the speaker has not started by the time you were supposed to leave, you are not about to leave that place. <laughs> you are not getting home. So he got held up, and that means the streak continues. My streak of being solo and getting getting wins now extends to three, four games now that I've been back in Isaac's, uh, when Isaac's solo they have lost in this stretch. It's been a wild stretch for Lockdown Mavs, but today... We got to talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. And not just the game tonight, but we will talk about his game tonight. He was incredible in this game. And in more ways than just hitting threes, which is huge, but he did hit threes. So we'll talk about him, Hardaway. Let's get into Dorian Finney-Smith. He had a great game. You know, anytime we get a chance to talk talk good about about uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, well, we, we, we will. And we are going to talk about him. And let's talk about how the Dallas Mavericks found, found a way to win. Without Luka Doncic, or not without him, but without Luka Doncic going insane, going nuclear, going off the wall. The first time this season, the Dallas Mavericks have won an NBA-sanctioned game in the regular season when Luka did not score 30 points. Just sit on that one for a second. Every other win the Mavericks have had this season, that Luka has scored 30 points. He did not in this game. He scored 22 points. In this one. And the Dallas Mavericks got a win without him. uh, Scoring 30 points. It was a wild, wild way to win a game. And there were many ups and downs in this one. Just just the ups and downs. They were up by 10 with 4 minutes to go. And then all of a sudden Denver had a lead. And then all of a sudden they are playing the foul game. And then, uh, you know, Dinwiddie gets the free throw line. Jokic misses a free throw. Dinwiddie gets the free throw line. Murray hits two of his. Tim gets fouled. And he missed them both. And the second one he missed... 
when he, you know, it was a great, turns out to be a great miss. Oh, just the up and down. Like, I had to check my blood pressure during the game. I was like tapping my Apple Watch going like, what is, like, oh my gosh, I need to stand up and, you know, shake, like, <laughs> like shake and try and like get back into it. Tim Hardaway Jr. is incredible. 29 points, three boards, and a couple of those were pretty big boards. He had one late in the fourth quarter. A couple of assists, three steals for Tim Hardaway Jr. And he took a charge. Three steals and he took a charge. Big defensive game for Tim Hardaway. That is that is considered a big defensive game for Tim Hardaway. And he hasn't necessarily been a liability, and he wasn't necessarily a liability defensively in this game. And that's sort of the thing about Tim Hardaway. Yes, We'll talk about his three-point shooting. Another game, five games in a row where he hits five or more threes. We'll talk about that record. But he hasn't been a liability in the other areas of the game. He has been part of this collective tissue that has been the Dallas Mavericks defense. And the Dallas Mavericks defense did show up in this game uh, for the most part. The Nuggets finished with 116 offensive rating, which is like middle of the pack. But the Nuggets have been an incredible offensive team. So they hold into 116 points per 100 possessions. Uh, for the season, the Nuggets are scoring 117. So that's under their average, right? They have been an incredible offense this season, and the Mavericks held them. We'll, we'll consider that a win, right? Like, let's consider that a win for how the season was going a couple of games ago. That has to be considered a win for the Mavericks. So Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, he shot 6 of 8 from 3 and 9 of 12 from the free throw line. He got to the free throw line. This is what I'm talking about when I say he's been doing things other than just hitting threes. He got to the free throw line uh, 12 times. Made nine of them. He missed He missed three, but one of those was, I, I think, maybe intentional. The final one may be intentional. Probably not, but maybe intentional. The last time Tim Hardaway Jr. shot 12 free throws in a game was against Memphis, like almost exactly a year ago, December 4th, 2021. Last five games for Tim Hardaway Jr., 24 and a half points, four and a half rebounds a game, one and a half steals per game in about, in about 30 minutes, shooting 54% from three on t- 11 attempts per game. The man is just shooting the ball in a way that we haven't seen in a while these last five games. And the Mavericks have needed every bit of it. They needed every bit of him shooting that well because turns out, the Mavs just need one other player. Like, even if Luka is not on his highest game, they just need one other player to step up. Just one. Just get, just give you one guy that can score 25, that can score 29, that can, you know, go to the free throw line 12 times, that can do that. Just give you one. And one of the reasons why we were kind of high on the Mavericks, even when they lost Jalen Brunson, was that, all right, well, at least one of Tim, Christian Wood, or Dinwiddie will go off like this. And for the last five games, it's been been Tim Hardaway. This isn't going to last. He's not going to shoot 54% for the rest of the season. I would love to have that be a jinx and him continue to do that. He's not going to do that, right? Like, he's not going to continue to shoot this well for the rest of the season. But he's stepping up and showing you that he's still capable of stepping up in moments like this. Remember, not this past season in the playoffs because he didn't play with a foot injury. The year before that, he shot, uh, he scored 17 points a game the second leading scorer for the Mavericks against the Clippers in the playoffs in that seven-game series. He was the guy. It was not Chris, it was not Chris Osborzingis. It was Luke, it was not Jalen Brunson, who barely played in that series towards the end. It was Luca and Tim Hardaway. So this is a guy that has stepped up before. Jason Kidd believed in him and really wanted him to step forward and be able to basically just shoot it out. Hey, Timmy, I know I'm I'm about as old as your dad. 
We probably played in all-star games together. Go in there and shoot it out. And that's what he's done. That's what he's done in these starts. He started against Milwaukee. He took six threes. Not, you know, not as many. But then 11 threes, 14 threes, 13 threes, 9 threes, and then tonight uh, 8 threes and made 6 of them. He's like, just shoot it out. And he did. And, and now he's gotten the rhythm. And maybe he's a guy that has to start. And if that's the case, then hey, Bullock wasn't doing much in the starting lineup anyway. And so here we are. Tim Hardaway Jr. become just the 10th player in NBA history to connect on five threes in each of the uh, in five consecutive games. So make five threes in five consecutive games. Curry has done it guess seven times. An incredible amount. Harden has done it four times. Paul George has done it two times. Jalen Green has done it. Damian Lillard has done it. Jason Tatum. Um, Gary Trent Jr. Um, Dennis Scott, 3D has done it. George McLeod on Dallas did it forever ago. And then now Tim Hardaway Jr. Hit five or more threes in five consecutive games. An incredible mark. And uh, the Dallas Mavericks three-point shooting continues to be a catalyst. Continues, not even just the catalyst, continues to be the benchmark for how they win games. Like It's, it's the only thing that determines if they're going to win or lose. So we'll talk about that. And Dorian Finney-Smith and Luka Doncic didn't play great, but still got a triple-double, and the Mavericks found a way to win. How? How's way? We'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about prize picks. The best way to play some daily fantasy when you want to play something different, when you want to try against, not against these opponents that have these, you know, computers in a basement to figure out the best algorithm for all this stuff. It is uh, daily fantasy where you can pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize picks projections, you can win up to 25 times. 20, 25 times, that is an insane amount of money that you could win on these entries. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. You can play NBA, NFL, MLB, PGA, college, World Cup, WNBA, all kinds of stuff that you can play safe and fast withdrawals. Now, go to the PrizePix app or download download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com. Sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's one word, LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix will give you $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. Sign up for an instant deposit match at prizepix.com. All right, Isaac. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen. Go check out Lockdown Sports Today, the great podcast talking about all the big things in sports, I'm sure they will have some kind of uh, NBA kind of uh, footprint on this one. There will definitely be some NFL talk there. Uh, I'm sure some college football stuff for the last couple of days with the, the Final Four being named. Go check out Lockdown Sports today. All right. The Dallas Mavericks get a win against the Denver Nuggets. They win 116-115 to where just no one in Dallas has any more nails anymore because they're just biting their nails off that, that entire last part of the game. It was... Uh, it was a 10-point lead for the Mavericks with four minutes and six seconds to go. They were up by 10 with four minutes, but the Nuggets had just hung around. The Mavericks, it felt like they were just like nursing a lead, just nursing like a three, four, five, six-point lead for almost the entire second half. If you look at their game chart, it's just like, like they only got a 10-point lead once. It was with four minutes to go. They were just nursing that lead. The Nuggets only had one lead in the second half. Uh, up until the very final minute, and the Mavericks had been playing some some really good good uh, played some really good defense. But one of the big things I think that that uh, one of the big things one of the big reasons why the Mavericks won this game is they were able to take control of the game in the middle of the first quarter. The bench unit comes in, 
And th- the Mavs bench is just better than the Nuggets right now. Nuggets without Michael Porter Jr., so they're down a guy. The Nuggets bench has kind of been rough back and forth. They got they got Bones Highland coming off the bench. He's been great, but like the Zeke Naji, Christian Braun, Jeff Green, Chanchar, like that whole gr- like amalgamation of guys. DeAndre Jordan, throw him out there. They haven't necessarily gelled and been a strong point of this Nuggets team. So the Mavericks, their second unit has been. They come in, they're able to go on a quick like 9-0 run. They force some turnovers. Uh, the Mavericks had eight points off of turnovers in the first like eight minutes of the game, which is very rare for this team to get to get that. And so they were able to uh, to get out to a, a, a decent lead there. And then they took control at that point. And then you're like, okay, you go into halftime. You're feeling pretty good about this team. They're up 64 to 58, up by six. So not by a ton, but still have a lead. It felt like they were in control. And they're in a second night of a back-to-back. The Mavericks played the night before. They had played a pretty, you know, tight game the night before too. And it's in Denver. You know, everybody's talking about the elevation where it's hard to breathe. I was just in Utah. It is. You go up a flight of stairs and you're like, dang, am I like super out of shape? I I, I know I am, but I, am I this out of shape? And you're like, okay, third quarter is going to be huge. Come out of halftime. You have to go on some kind of run or you have to just hold off the nuggets because you know that they're going to go on some kind of run. It's always the way that happens in these back-to-backs where you know the the team that the team that played the night before plays better in the first half. They get it, they force a bunch of turnovers, which the Mavericks did. They hit a bunch of threes. They hit nine of 18 threes in the first half. They scored 17 points off of turnovers in the first half. You know, they're doing all the right things, and the Nuggets just don't seem to be like, don't seem like they have it all together. And then the third quarter comes, it's a blitz by the home team that didn't play the night before. And then all of a sudden, the team that played well in the first half is just completely out of it, right? It just happens so many times in the NBA. The Mavericks, that script was kind of playing out because all of a sudden, Denver goes on a pretty good 11-3 run to start the third quarter. Jamal Murray gets his fourth foul at about the 8.30 mark in the third quarter, and Tim Hardaway Jr. just comes in and starts hitting some more shots. Uh, he starts hitting some more threes, and the Mavericks, after a timeout, go on a 12-3 run to like the midway point of the third quarter. They were able to stave off that Denver Nuggets run, and that was, I think, the big po- the big part of this game. Those starters, the Mavericks that were out there, were able to stop the run. They were able to stop the bleeding, and they were able to figure it out. It has just been really tough for the Mavericks at certain points in this game, to or certain points in this season, to stave off a run like that, to overcome some of that, to, you know, no, no changes were made, no, like, subs were brought in. It was just the Mavericks calling it, like, Jason Kidd called the timeout, probably a little too late. Called the timeout when they lost the lead, and they gained it back, went on a 12-3 run of their own. On the backs of the Mavericks moving the ball, playing really good connected defense. That's the way they win games. That's the way the Mavericks win games. They have to, it, when the Mavericks shoot a better three point percentage than their opponents, they're nine and two this season. They got to shoot the three ball better than the than their opponents. They shot 47%. Nuggets shot 40%. So again, that, that mark moves to nine and two. Dorian Finney Smith was excellent at times in this game 19 points. Three steals. He was hit five threes, including maybe one of the biggest threes of the game. He hit late uh, with 16 seconds left to, to basically seal the game at 114 points that the Mavericks got there. Then they played the foul game and all that. But huge, huge three when the Mavericks were down. They needed something. They needed somebody to come up big. Luka was getting doubled. One of the reasons why Luka didn't have the greatest game, we can get into that now. 
Luca didn't play out of his mind. One of the reasons why he didn't play the greatest game was because he was getting doubled a lot. And the Mavericks doubled Jokic too. It's the, both teams are playing this game of, we're not going to let that star player beat us. Have everybody else. Have the Tim Hardaways. Have the Dorians. Have the Dinwiddies beat us. Have the Josh Greens, the Maxi Klebas. Like, let those guys beat us. We're going to double your guy. Mavericks did the same thing to the, to the Nuggets. We're going to double Jokic. And so Dorian was kind of the release valve for some of that. Dorian and Tim Hardaway Jr. combined for 11 of 18 from three. 11 of the Mavs 17 threes came from those two guys. Gotta love it. They, they each had three steals and uh, huge, huge nights for those guys to be able to go off. And, oh, you know what, Dorian, we'll, we'll give we'll give you. You know, Bang Bros. Trying to keep it. <laughs> the Bang Bros. <laughs> it wasn't Bullock that was shooting with him, but we'll give it to him. You know, Bang Bros. <laughs> we'll give it to him on that one. And so those guys go off. They're the release valve that the Mavericks needed when Luka was getting double teamed. But Luka did not have his best game. 22 points. He was 5 of 17 from the field. He hit 4 of 9 threes. And he hit 4 threes in the first half. So you look at Luka's numbers. Like his first half, he had 15 points, 6 boards, 7 assists, 4 of 8 from the field, 4 of 6 from 3. You're like, okay, that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good half for Luka. Second half, 7 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 of 9 from the field, and missed all 3 of his threes. Just bad. And in the fourth quarter, even worse, Luka just did not have. Like you could tell... At the end of this, even though Luca only played 29 minutes last night, in this game, he just didn't have it. Zero points, missed all three of his shots in the fourth quarter, only two assists, two turnovers. So assist to turnover ratio was null. He just did not have it. The Mavericks just need, they were desperately wanting when they went up by 10, they with four minutes to go, they desperately wanted Luca to just, just hit a couple of shots. Just hit a couple of shots, and he only had one two-point shot the whole game, and it was an and one. They just were not letting him get anywhere, and, and his legs couldn't get him to the spots that he normally gets to when he can, like, the Nuggets defense is not good. I listened to an episode of Lockdown Nuggets with Matt Moore and, and Adam Mares the other day after they had lost two games in a row, and it almost sounded like this team was like, should we tank? Like, are we, are we that bad because of how bad the vibes were? With this defense, and they ex- they had championship expectations. And when you have championship expectations, you expect to play better than like the 29th, 27th best defense in the NBA. And that's what they have been playing. And so this defense is not good, but Luka just didn't have the legs to get to certain spots. Aaron Gordon is pretty good at defending Luka at spots. KCP, I thought, is just you know quick and can stay in front of him. And Luka just struggled to get to the spots that he normally gets to in this game. He did go to the free throw line, you know, a few times, and that was able to, to really help the Mavericks. The pace in this game, the pace in this game was was in the Mavs' favor, and we can talk about that in, in a little bit. But the Mavericks get a win when Luca didn't doesn't score thirty points before this game. The Mavericks were zero and five. They were zero and six when he doesn't score thirty points in one of those games. He didn't play, but the, the Mavericks finally found a way to win, and the way that they found a way to win. Hardaway's got to get hot. Dinwiddie's got to hit their threes. Hit these open shots because Luka is going to throw those passes. His passes were still on it. His passes were still on it in this game. He had some bullet passes in this one. And uh, he's the best passer in the NBA by far. He showed it in this game. Even when he doesn't have it scoring, he's still going to impact the game. He's still going to do something great. And that's passing. Got the triple-double. 22 points, 10 boards, 12 assists. Only five turnovers overall, which is is huge in a game like this because when it's so slow, when it's so back and forth, 
can't give up the ball this many times. And he didn't. Coming up, let's talk about the rest of this game. What took the Mavericks, uh, what got the Mavericks to this win? Uh, how else did everybody else look? We'll talk about some of these other players coming up. Before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. You can go and see some odds for the World Cup. I was watching some World Cup. I learned a couple of new phrases today. I learned a couple of, I love how anytime I tweet about the World Cup, someone always has to come in and be like, that's not what this is. I'm like, sorry. I, sorry. I don't know. I don't know that much about it. Odds to win the World Cup. Brazil now, plus 170. France is plus 425. That seems to be what the final is going to be at this point. Um, Morocco got a huge win today. They're only plus 3,300. Croatia is plus 4,000. Portugal, the man, is up plus uh, 625. So you can check that out at Bet Online. You can also check out game props. They have World Cup specials. What are the World Cup specials? Interesting. You can go check out all kinds of different stuff in the World Cup. You can go see game, individual games, all that kind of stuff. Check it out on Bet Online. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac, let's talk about the rest of this game because Dallas Maverick get a win. Oh, yes. Yes. You know who is great in this game? Dwight Powell. We've talked about Dwight Powell a lot, and a lot of times, you know. A lot of times online, people are like, let's bench Dwight Powell. But you know what? Twitter isn't the coach or the player. <laughs> you know I was just waiting to do that. <laughs> you know I was just waiting. You guys know I had that queued up. That was from Jason Kidd before this game. He just was like. <laughs> Twitter isn't the coach or the player. You know I had that queued up. Some of you fell for that, and you, you knew that I was coming with that. Uh, Dwight Powell in this game, like eight points, seven boards, uh, you know, one steal, one assist, went to the free throw line once, you know, like just didn't seem like a, a greatest game on the box score, but I thought he defended Jokic well, at least for him. Jokic only took 13 shots. He hasn't been taking a ton of shots this year. He's not like trying to go for the scoring record for sure this year. It seems like he's really trying to facilitate, get everybody involved early in the season. He had 19 points. Eight assists. At a certain point, you're just not going to stop Jokic. But I felt like he limited him. I felt like he limited him in ways. He was able to just be mobile, stay in front of him, try to body him. At one point, he like blocked Jokic standing on his flat feet where you knew, okay, something's going on with Jokic. He's not having a good game. Where Dwight Powell blocks Jokic. <laughs> like not even jumping, just standing there. It was just a weirdly timed play that Dwight Powell was able to get. But I thought in the 20 minutes that he played, he, he I thought he did a pretty good job on him. Uh, Max Kleba, same thing, came in. And those guys seem to kind of bother Jokic. Like, I don't know if there's, I haven't, I can't remember a game where Jokic really goes off against the Mavs because those type of guys are hard. It's sort of the similar thing we talk about with, with Christian Wood on a different level, obviously a multi-time MVP level with Jokic, but where he doesn't have the same type of advantages against mobile bigs like that, where he can't just take them off the dribble. He can't just shoot over them because they, they kind of negate both of those things. Uh, he's still going to get his, but he didn't get as much of his as you would as you would think. Uh, Aaron Gordon was, was of course the the guy for the Nuggets that went off twenty seven points in this one, ten of thirteen from the field. He hit two threes. It was Luke or Tim Hardaway that was gar- that was guarding him. And, and when Tim Hardaway Jr. is guarding Aaron Gordon, like something is wrong fundamentally, fundamentally with your team. And we already know we already know this about the Mavericks that they don't have the answer like that. Them going away from Reggie Bullock in the starting lineup puts Tim in the starting lineup, which has been great for the offense. But even though he hasn't been like a complete liability in the in you know in the starting lineup defensively, 
he still is not a guy you want switching on to Aaron Gordon. And Luca, you know, didn't have it on offense. He definitely didn't have it on, on defense in certain points of this game. And he let Aaron Gordon get a bunch of easy shots and easy buckets in this one around the rim. Uh, Christian Wood, he he's he's interesting to me in this matchup because in the first matchup, it was when the Mavs played the Nuggets, it was so clear. It was so clear that uh, when, you know, when Jokic wasn't there and Murray wasn't there and Gordon wasn't there in those first two matchups the Mavs played against the Nuggets, it was so clear that Wood was the advantage that they had against DeAndre Jordan. He was starting like anytime Wood and DeAndre Jordan were on the court at the same time, the Mavericks had a clear advantage and Jason Kidd didn't really go to it. This game, DeAndre Jordan doesn't play. Christian Wood still coming off the bench had 14 points or had a, he finished with 14. Yeah. 14 points, couple of boards, couple of assists. He had some great passes in this game. That's one thing we didn't mention this before, but a couple, one thing that's unexpected from this season is Christian Wood is not, you know, he's, he's billed as this chucker, this guy that's just going to throw up a bunch of shots. And he is going to put up some shots. That's, that's the type of player he is. But he's also going to make the right pass, too. There's a couple times. There's one pass that he made that was awesome. That I think Josh Green missed a shot. But he had two other assists that were just really good passes. One of them to Maxi, where he got really caught up. And he could have just chucked up or thrown up a shot, tried to go for the foul or something like that. And instead, he threw the ball to Maxi. He was right under the rim and got the layup right there. He makes the right play. And it's great to have him coming off the bench. A mixed bag from him overall. Like if you're going to talk about his full game, uh, he had a couple of turnovers. He had a couple of bad fouls, um, and so it's just you know it's the Christian Wood experience. <laughs> it's the full Christian Wood experience. I feel like every every game, but he was a clear advantage off the bench. You could see it in his plus minus. He was plus nine, and when that bench unit was out there, they were better than the Nuggets bench, and it continues to be an advantage for the Mavs. Talked about Dorian Finney-Smith, but uh, thought. He was great, and he had six fouls in this game. You know who else had a bunch of fouls? It was Josh Green. Josh Green had four fouls in this game. He was one of five from the field. He never really got his footing under him. He's been great the last couple. Everybody's been talking glowingly about him, as have we. But he really struggled to find his footing. This game, there are so many fouls called in this game. If you watch this game, it felt like it took forever because everyone, they were just stopping and stopping and stopping. And the Mavs and the Nuggets are already like bottom five teams in pace. They're already two of the slowest teams in the NBA. And so to add all these fouls to it, on average, the league average this year for fouls, 20.7 per team, per game. So on average, you know, you know, an NBA team fouls 20 times, 21 times. The Mavericks fouled 32 times, and the Nuggets got called for 28 fouls. 60 fouls. <laughs> That's so many fouls. These guys were not letting anything. Guys were getting frustrated. Uh, guys were going back and forth. Bones didn't know what a foul was. The Nuggets fan base didn't seem what a foul was at times. It just didn't seem like there was a lot of consistency either way. Uh, at time, you know, at, at certain runs, the Mavs had an advantage. Certain times, it felt like the Nuggets had an advantage. And overall, it just made the product worse. Like I don't know if any team had the big advantage. The, Ma- the Mavs took three more free throws, but it was 31 to 28 <laughs> total free throws taken. Um, yeah. So it was just really back and forth. Now, after this win, the Mavericks are up two one on the nuggets. They have one more game. It's February 15th. It's the last game before the all-star break. And if they win that game to have the tiebreaker against the nuggets, which is going to be important because you look at the standings right now and the Mavericks are in seventh place. They're 13 and 11. The Nuggets are 14 and 10, so they're like right there. And the Mavericks are only three games back from the Suns after after beating the Suns the other night. 
it's tight. Like the Western Conference is still tight. And I don't think there's any teams above the Mavericks right now that you're nervous about in a playoff series. You play any of these teams, save maybe the Clippers if they get Kawhi back, but I just don't trust the Kawhi is going to come back. The Clippers, Nuggets, Kings, Grizzlies, Pelicans, and then the Suns. Like th- those are the teams above you in the standings right now if you're the Mavericks. Nobody's really standing out. There, there's no, there's no Celtics or Bucks. Like the, the Suns just the Suns aren't that to me. There's no Celtics or Bucks in your in your side of the bracket where you're nervous about it. So the Mavericks are in a good place right now. It's good to be two up two one against the Nuggets and possibly get the tiebreaker. And uh, that'll be good for the Dallas Mavericks. We will be back tomorrow breaking down more Dallas Mavericks stuff. Isaac will be back. We'll talk about where the Mavericks are, what they can do going forward. We think they still need to make some kind of moves. So maybe what kind of move can the Mavericks make? In the comment section below, give me one reason the Mavericks won this game. Thanks for making Lockdown Mavs your first listen today. Check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom!